All right, that was a little 8-bit Champagne Supernova by Chris. Do you have a guess? Absolutely, 100% know this one. The Beatles. <laughs> uh, Oasis. Wow. Uh, yeah, th- th- I mean, that song came out in the 90s, right? So that's kind of <laughs> pretty close to my wheelhouse. So maybe, th- maybe the fucking pills took music and like made a barrier on your brain so you, that's why you don't get any new music you know it could be could be um why don't i get some pills and we'll <laughs> test out <laughs> no that, it's that. good it's good we're good all uh, right this is best friend of me i'm christopher long and i'm johnny castana and you always say your right name now i don't know if i really like that <laughs> so johnny what's uh what's been going on what has been going on oh we just had uh we just had Halloween. Yeah. And uh, well, did your son dress up or is he just fucking stealing kids candy now? He did with his girlfriend. They had a, a couple's costume. I, I saw that. He looked like a tennis star. Was that Dude, from, from Royal Tannenbaum? That's what I, that's what I thought. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Uh, no, they killed it. They did kill it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he went to a party. And then they all came back here, of course. <laughs> what did, wait, what did they call your man cave again? So we called it a casita, but they couldn't say casita, so they call it casino. Okay, so they're all going, but let's go back to the casino? Yes, and a freaking gaggle of them slept over, bugging me. Uh, you know, I kind of have an antagonistic relationship with them. <laughs> Like, they just see me, these kids, and they flip me off. Like, I never would have done that <laughs> to a friend's, you know, Parents. dad. Yeah. Uh, now, and I, and I, yeah, I was, did you ever have the one friend who's like, mom smoked weed with you guys? Oh, God. In Utah? No. <laughs> well, well, I did. It was always really uncomfortable. <laughs> Dude. Uh, really? You smoke pot with a friend's mom? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Not in Utah. No way. <laughs> no fucking way. You know what? But the thing is, I mean, the only reason I'm saying this is because uh, I'm pretty sure Jamie hasn't listened to our podcast for ages. Jamie kind of strikes me as being, I mean, she hasn't done anything <laughs> like this, but being like the cool mom, like <laughs> I would rather have them here drinking <laughs> than out there drinking. That was my dad. And it's like. I mean, I guess I kind of understand that logic, but the world is so weird today that God forbid, like, what happens if you supply booze to Uh, some kid and they fucking died or something, and then they're coming after you, like, there's no fucking way I would give a minor Yeah, I remember I had a a stepbrother, Tonka, and uh, he got best party giver in (laughs) his senior year at Newport Harbor, and he lived with my dad. (laughs) Full time, so you know what? And I don't get people, I don't understand people, even as a high school student, having a party at your place because, yeah, dude, like shit bags, gets stolen and stolen, you gotta clean up, clean and, up after yeah, them. I never, freaking zero respect. I had one party in high school, one party, and I got busted for cleaning up too much. <laughs> oh no way yeah really? mom mom knew right away she's like house too clean fucking you know, yet a party <laughs> that's hilarious i got busted so my parents so i turned 18 i graduated from high school 
turned 18 that July, the end of July. My parents, the next day, I mean, probably wasn't the next day, but my memory, it was the next day, moved to Scotland for a year, left my brother, who at the time was 21, and they're me, 18 years old, in the house by ourselves. A 21-year-old and an 18-year-old. Yeah, dude, the dumbest move. Like, the dumbest move. But the year, the summer before that, they went away to kind of scout out where they're going to for a month, and they... Uh, left us home in the house. Fucking had a rager. My dad had like a gallon-sized Jim Beam that over the course of the month, just fucking, we drank it. Yeah. And so then I had a friend. I was like, oh, shit, I got to replace that. So I replaced the gallon size of Jim Beam. He went to a liquor store and got it. Dude, the first night, my parents come home, blah, blah, blah. My mom comes storming into my room. It was like the first day of school with it she's like that seal was broken before we left they booby trapped it oh so and i was kind of like yeah mom she's like did you drink that by yourself i'm like no like freaking i had friends over and it's like man i replaced it like you can't get that mad at me and i think she kind of at that point i think that that was a moment they realized chris is gonna fucking drink you know? Oh, dude. And it's like, as long as we know he's not driving, we're just not going to bust See, you're the boss. second child. My, I was the second child. Billy broke in. My my parents like, he got busted for like getting sick at a party and they weren't going to let him go to WrestleMania 2. It was like a big deal. <laughs> and, uh, and my, dude, and then by the time I was in high school, dude, like fucking my mom, you know, doing my laundry, finding like cigarettes in my fucking jeans. I'm holding those for someone else. By the time senior year of high school, it was like, hey, you left your gardening tool outside. <laughs> it was like my fucking weed pipe. Like, yeah, they didn't know. They didn't. They just were like, okay. So we did it. We were holding for some. It was always Sean. There were Sean's. <laughs> there were, but then the funny thing is, all my friends, I was the excuse. Yeah, yeah. So every fucking every parent, parent just fucking hated, hated me. They thought I should go to prison. It was the worst. <laughs> um, oh, hey, just on a side note, this is a self-plug. Uh, after I first addressed this over a year ago on this podcast, uh, my short story, The Mission, is currently out in the Alfred Hitchcock Mystery Magazine. Uh, you can get uh, an e-copy, a Kindle copy on a- through Amazon, or a physical copy. I know they sell them at Barnes & Noble. So they have to sell them somewhere else, but the only place I know is Barnes & Noble. But don't go to the Tustin one, because I bought all three copies. <laughs> so that one's out. Did you, walk up to the, <laughs> did you walk up to the register, and you're like, hey, baby. Uh, I'm I'm a published author in this. I, hey, is there a, is there a, a contributor's discount? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, they should have sent me some, but you know, I'm just gonna pick this up for for my fans. Actually, historically, like they will send me some copies, uh, but all of them, like Marvel, DC, apparently Alfred Hitchcock, the author or the artist contributors are the last ones to get a copy. Yeah. They come, they'll probably come in like three months. I'll get, <laughs> I'll get a couple copies, but anyway, and so what, that's what's out. What's your story called again? The Mission. It's about uh, uh, a Mormon missionary. <laughs> doing, doing missionary sex? Uh, who the law is coming down on him. And it is inspired by 
uh, a guy I knew in high school who allegedly robbed was part of a bank robbery to pay for his Mormon missionary or his Mormon mission. Dude, that's fucking actually pretty rad. And the thing is, at this point. I don't know how true the story is. I know there's some truth to it. What a fucking legend, dude. But he, <laughs> I mean, it's funny too, because I, at the time, I was working um, on the police scanner at the newspaper at Utah State University, because uh, I was a journalism major, and it came in that this little dinky credit union in Providence, Utah was robbed, and it was like, Logan? Shit like that didn't happen in Logan. Yeah. And they got away scot-free. Scot-free. No one knew. They were like, hey, if anyone has any information, we have a reward. Blah, 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 blah. So I move out to Southern California to go to film school. And I get a call like, dude, did you hear what happened to blank? I'm not going to say his name. And I'm like, no, what's up? He used to be a guy we'd drink with. And dude, he was on his mission and he got arrested. He robbed the Providence (laughs) Credit Union. To pay for his mission. I'm like, are you... Fu-? So, I know. I've talked to people. One of these days, I'm going to reach out to this guy and find <laughs> out how much truth. I know he got busted. I know he went to prison. That's like the Mormon cherry. <laughs> oh, dude. No, it kind of is. <laughs> it's like- but, uh, yeah. So, anyway, it's it kind of based on that. So, anyway. Well... Well, speaking of uh, horror, uh, horror, 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 Hor- horror, like horror. No, horror, like horror movies. Oh, okay, gotcha. I took uh, Desi and Darko to see uh, Halloween Kills, Oof. the uh, Halloween. Yeah, how was that? Part two of the new trilogy. So, hold on, real quick. Maybe you can answer this question. So, what was? Remember, I mean, this was a while ago. Halloween. It was a H two O. And Jamie Lee, it was a big deal because Jamie Lee Curtis came back uh-huh. to the franchise, which she hadn't been in forever. And in that, no, you know, it's been out for a while, so spoiler alert. <laughs> she she kills, no, she kills uh, Michael Myers. Uh, so what the fuck? Is this like Dude, just well, totally? In, in yeah. one of them, she dies too. Like they just. In the newer just, ones? They they just reboot. They just in, so it's a reboot. Yeah, what they're doing. It's like its own Halloween. But it's kind of weird that trilogy. It, it's a reboot from her in it. Another one reboot. Yeah, because the one it was a big deal. Like, all but right, that's what gives it its clout. We're gonna it? ignore all the others. Like, we're ignoring every film made after the first one. So this is what that is. So it's now it's like this is what you're dealing with because the Rob Zombie one. Rob the Zombie same ones way. were great. It was just like right after the, yeah the first one. So it was like the sequel to the first one. But I can't keep track, dude. Yeah, and then uh, what's his name? He's bounding down. He's the one that. Yeah, he did one. I he did, he's done all three. I mean, it's not going to come. He wrote them all. It's not going to come as a surprise. Danny to, Danny McBride to anyone I know that. Um, considering I think Jaws is uh, my top five horror movie, that I do not watch the Halloween series of movies. Do you know where they got that mask from? Yes, William Shatner. (laughs) Yes, and they spray-banded it white. Oh, dude, did you see the one meme going around? Like, if you put a wig on 
Mikey Myers, it looks like Mariah Carey, and I'll be damned, it looks like Mariah Carey. It is the fucking weirdest thing. Because they have the picture of him, and you're like, all right, it's Mikey Myers. Then a wig, you're like, holy shit, it's Mariah Carey. No way. It's where I'll find it. I'll find it at our commercial break. <laughs> uh, anyway, we've been yapping for a while now. Hey, did you see my uh, Halloween costume? Yeah, I actually, I was too disappointed to even post boo. <laughs> Cause that's normally when I'm, uh, I'm like, that was lame. I'm I, always like, boo. I had a sign on that said free shrugs and I was a shrug dealer. Dude, I, you know what? <laughs> I walked, I went and got my, uh, I went and got my coffee at, at Rouse that morning and I was walking around. The, really? You mean you were driving around? <laughs> I drove to the store, <laughs> got out of my car, <laughs> locked it. Um, so I was walking around and dude, this, this one housewife. I was I was grabbing some popcorn and I turned and she's right there and she's like she goes oh I thought your sign said free hugs <laughs> so she's all I was gonna give you one and I was like and I just kind of shrugged and walked away like oh my god was she cute no she was like an older oh okay was, then that's a good thing she, yeah. it looked like she really wanted to give me one <laughs> she wanted to cop a feel yeah. It was it was it was that awkward moment. Now I know how girls feel. It was that awkward moment in a in a grocery Eyes up store. here, man. Yeah, exactly. Eyes up here. All right. Uh, in this episode, we are going to do top five. Is it players and teams we hate? That's right. It's right. yeah, players or teams or fans. I and thought fans. it was. It basically sports it, sports teams. Shit, and fans. we hate in sports. Yeah, and I. I have to look at my list again. I did. I just remembered it right when you brought it up. Uh, I think I'm just focusing on basketball. Oh, yeah. Hey, real quick before I go. Um, some people who know me know that I had um, some relationship problems like around last June. Yeah. Uh, we decided we were going to take a little break. Took the fig- summer off. You know, figure stuff out. But I want to reassure everyone now that the Utah Jazz and I are trying to make it work. Are you guys in, currently in first place? Uh, I believe first or so. We've only lost one game, and we lost. Mike Conley didn't play that game. We lost, and motherfucker, he has to play. I got news for you. <laughs> Mike Conley doesn't play a lot of games, <laughs> even even when he's in the game. Dude, <laughs> fuck, I know. He always but plays against them Clippers, though. <laughs> he, well, he didn't that last thing when we got bounced from the playoffs. Uh, but we went into Milwaukee and stomped the Bucks, which yeah, is defending. That's awesome. Yeah, defending world champs, and I have no grudge against the Bucks. Or, yeah, they're a likable team. Yeah, I have no issue, but. They're the defending world champs, so they got a target on their back. Uh, so anyway, um, all right, we're going to talk about sports, fans, players we hate. We're, we're going to discuss the new movie, Dune. Uh, we're going to butcher some names in the Dune segment. Space drugs. <laughs> uh, and we're going to recommend some shit, and that's it. So let's get this party started. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing out of Costa Mesa, California, two of the meanest podcasters in the game, both Brazilian jiu-jitsu artists with a background in being family men, Chris and Johnny from Best Frenemies, we salute you on this day, savages. Ha! 
What's up, bitches? And now, back by popular demand, it's time for Best Frenemies Top 5 List. All right, thanks for that intro, Donnie Darko. Okay, we are doing Top 5 Sports Teams, fans, players, whatever that we hate. So, Johnny, I'm going to let you uh, go first. Okay. What's, your, what's your number five? My number five is Ellie's little fucking cousin, the Clippers. You know, I know a lot of Laker fans that fucking hate the Clippers. Why yeah. is that exactly? They're, they're, dude, they'll never be us. They'll never be... So the superstar Lakers. You're just threatened then. No, no. The little San Diego bitches. And, you know, I think Snoop Dogg gave the L.A. hierarchy. And it was like L.A. Lakers. Um, and it was like, and it was like uh, UCLA basketball, USC. Um, then it was the, uh, the girls basketball team the sparks okay and then it was like um i think it was like a venice venice beach uh, boys club team and then it was the clippers so <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah yeah you guys freaking hate the clippers and they always do they're always thinking they're the fans are always like this is our year this is our year. you know i don't know they bug, i mean hey man. i'm no fan of the clippers like they bounced my team last year Fuck those guys. Fuck them clips. All right. So my number five, um, and this is like a big umbrella that can hold, like, go over a bunch of different things. But I hate bandwagon fans of any kind. So all the assholes that like Conor McGregor, that's the only person. Wait, wait, why are you bringing up Conor McGregor? Like bandwagon fans that just love Conor, like... It's the only person they know in the freaking UFC. Conor, I love Conor McGregor. Like, I can't wait for Patty the Batty to be a. Hey, wait, wait, wait. I'm still talking about my list. Okay. <laughs> so, like, all the fucking Bulls fans that once uh, Michael, Michael Jordan t- retired, they were all like, "Oh no, no, no! I'm a, I'm a Magic fan. I, I like uh, uh, Penny Hardaway. Like, that's my favorite play. Just I so bandwagon fans in general. Just bandwagon fans. I fucking Hey, but, and there's someone, <laughs> this is the thing, I don't even know if bandwagon fans really know they're bandwagon fans, because there's a person who remained nameless from Dawn Patrol that all of a sudden was like, oh yeah, you know, I haven't been freaking paying attention to Lakers for like 10 years, but like, go Lakers. <laughs> and John and I, Fireman John and I were like, dude, you're a bandwagon fan. No, no, I mean, this is like almost verbatim what he said. No, no, no. I'm not a bandwagon fan. I just follow when they're doing good. Oh, God. Those and it was like, that is the definition of a bandwagon fan. Like, anyway. So, all right. What's your number four? My number four, and uh, I just got to put it out there. Professor Lex started off on a bad foot this year when it came to uh, team ribbing. When the Lakers lost their very first game. Oh, the first game he and, came at. And, I'm a, and he's a Warriors fan. And he was like, 
But oh no, no hold, put it on there. I, he's a fan of many fucking teams. Yeah. He needs to decide no, on no, one. No, him and his brother always they have like these second and third choices. And like the Knicks, <laughs> the Knicks are there somewhere, and then fucking it seems like. Convenient. And they always have an excuse. Oh come on, bro! Don't you know my family's <laughs> my second cousin twice removed is the water boy for that team. So they lose, and it was a passive aggressive text of. Bro, and it's and it's spelled B R O O O. So you have to, so you have to read it as bro. What's going on with your team? Are they okay? And I was like, I was like, you know, I'm not married anymore, and I have no problem to just sit and stalk your team. Oh, it looks like so the Warriors <laughs> were immediately put on this list, and their fans. For obvious reasons. You know, I will say, I know a handful of Warrior fans. Probably two of those were... I know one real fan. Yeah, one real fan. And that's John. Yeah. Uh, He has jerseys with with names I've never even heard of. John's kind of a little arrogant anyway. (laughs) No, and that's the thing about Warrior fans. They're super fucking smug. And you're like... Super smug. And you're like, oh... You guys almost lost last night and came back at the last... Yeah, well, we only we only try when it's towards the end of the game to du- get that win. And uh, duper. I mean, and the thing is, uh, I understand if you have someone like Steph Curry on your team. Splash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, did you see the footage? There was uh, DeMarcus Cousin was in the gym when he was playing with him, and he was like, I'm the third Splash Brother, and he took a three-point shot and missed it. <laughs> and Clay Dobson was like... Yeah, we're still taking applications. <laughs> just, right. Dude, even last year when they just showed that footage of Clay just repeatedly making those threes. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I mean, it's hard not to be smug if you've got players like that, but <sighs> Jesus. All right. Hey, my number four. Um, you know, th- they say this thing like, hey, h- hatred's taught. Like, no one's born to hate, which is probably true because I hate uh, my number four. Notre Dame. And the only reason I hate Notre Dame is I was raised in a household, my father, who hated Notre Dame. He just has this irrational hatred. So it's been instilled in you since uh, Yeah, so it's just like... It's a family tradition to hate Notre Dame. I hate Notre Dame, and I don't even watch college ball. So, and, But it's like I viewed them as like the worst. So when you see the logo of the little Irishman with his hands up, I does that him. immediately make you put your hands up too? And you're like, oh, you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to throw down, you little, you little leprechaun. Oh, you ready to catch these hands? <laughs> hate Notre Dame. <laughs> Uh, all right, what's your number three? Number three is, uh, well, my uh, my stepdad was a pitcher for the Dodgers, Ray Lamb. So I, I have to have San Francisco Giants on. All right. Because yeah. uh, we don't like them. You yeah. Know, there's, you know, there's, no been, there's been some bloodshed in the, in the stands the past couple years. And uh, beating them was like winning the World Series this year. It just oh, it felt so fucking... Even you watch. Dude. And the thing is, you guys beat them with like... I'm not saying you wouldn't have beat them, but that call was really... Oh, it was... Yeah, it was really they, fucking... It was like... I mean, it I was understand. Like, it was like a half... A, it, it was like yeah, a three-quarter swing. I get, I get why... Giants fans to lose play. that way. Oh yeah, that had to have been just like what the fuck. Yeah, 
Uh, all right. My number three. Fucking hate Patriots fans. Patriots fans are the worst. And I've had to deal with those smug assholes <laughs> for like since 2000 when Tom Brady Dude. freaking won the goddamn Super Bowl as like the backup. And man, they are the worst. And I worked with a couple Patriots fans who were from Boston and like, Oh God, dude, they just like with Tom Brady and that team, you know, I just had to deal with their bullshit because they were always in the conversation. And so I was so happy when Tom Brady went to the Bucks last year and fucking <laughs> and won immediately a won it, Yeah. And it's just like, fuck you Patriots fans. Cause that had to have killed them. Had to have killed yeah. them. But, uh, Anyway, okay, what's your number two? Number two is any team Kevin Durant's on. You know what? So, okay. And I did, softest move in NBA history is when he went over to Golden State. When the Warriors eliminated the Thunder from the playoffs, and then he went and fucking joined (sighs) their team. After they fucking won a ring. And didn't they win like 76 games that the the year before? It's like they didn't need Kevin Durant. It was soft on both sides, dude. And Lakers can't get Chris Paul? What the fuck, dude? (laughs) I, uh, dude, are you still? I tell Johnny every season. You bring up the Chris Ball, David Stern, Nixon. That <laughs> I will never get over it, dude. And I will never get over it. And you, you won't. You won't. Because you know it fucked up the whole team chemistry and stuff. Like, dude. Oh no, Lamar. All of them, like, dude, Lamar, Lamar Odom, Odom like was lost like, his shit because he thought because he was told he was being traded, and then they're like we're like just kidding, and he's like, "Fuck you guys, dude. You don't want me. I don't want to be here." If, if if a rumor gets out about a trade, but it wasn't that a doesn't, rumor that it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like Ricky Rubio hates getting traded. Like he takes it really personally. And so that year when he was with the Jazz, there was a room we were trying to get Mike Conley and there was a deal in place and Ricky Rubio was part of it. Dude, he lost his shit. He didn't play great the rest of the season because he was so butt bent yeah. about them discussing trading him. Like, yeah. I also have in here, though, I did write, but Kevin Durant's burner account on Twitter, I totally co-signed. <laughs> That's something I would totally do if I was a professional athlete. He he makes a burner account so he can fucking yell at uh, 12-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to come back to that. Uh, so my number two, any team Patrick Beverly is on. Oh! I fucking hate Patrick <sighs> Beverly. And the thing is, people will always ask, is, well, what would you do if he was on your team? I'd love him if he was on my team. He's so fucking annoying, though. I still couldn't root for him, though. Really? If he wasn't? <laughs> I mean, I, I still couldn't root for him. Like, you know, I'm not saying I'm not going to, like, he gets in other players' heads. Do you know how many players the Lakers have gotten that I hated the year before? And then <laughs> open arms. Come oh, on I in. love you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, like. Yeah, I'm not like that. My resentments go. I think that's one of the 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 dumbest things the Clippers did was not resign him. Did they trade him? They traded him. Idiots. Him and uh, Lou Williams, who just came out and said today's or this season's his last. Really? Yeah. Which 
dude, it seems like he still has a lot left. Lemon Pepper tank. Lou, dude. Maybe he's going to go in to be part owner of Magic City. Some of the best <laughs> but, fucking. Yeah, the best. Lemon uh, Pepper. <laughs> Lemon Pepper wings in town. Uh, buffalo wings. You know it goes there with the buffalo wings. <laughs> they know me for my wings. <laughs> All right. What's your number one? Uh, number one is the lamest team in all teams is the Houston Astros, dude. The way they cheated, the way they fucking just, dude, they just laughed when they got caught. Like, they didn't apologize. They do weakest apologies. Fucking, it was a slap on the wrist. It was bullshit. The whole way it was handled was bullshit. Like, the lengths they went to it, besides the banging on the trash can, the fucking Apple Watches, where they could feel the pulses of what pitch was coming. Dude, it was just some Oh, fucking... I didn't hear about the watches. Oh, yeah. I they, mean, because I heard the, the... The trash cans. Yeah. Yeah, they had Apple Watches on, too, and somebody would send them texts when they were up there. No shit. So they would feel the pulse. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was really surprised. That, and they were a good team. They didn't even need to cheat. That was the fucking lame part. Like Their World Series, like, they weren't stripped. Yeah. Like, that surprised me. Like, just such a blatant. I mean, like, Lance Armstrong had all his freaking wins revoked. Lance still the goat. <laughs> <laughs> the one nut goat. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, I said we were going to come back to the Kevin Durant. My number one, the Nets. I despise about five players currently in the NBA, and fucking uh, the Nets have three of them playing for it. Well, dude. I do not. Well, actually, I guess two are currently playing because one won't get the (laughs) shot. (laughs) Kyrie Uh, Kyrie Irvin is a fucking flat earther. Like, the guy is an idiot. He just wants the attention. Once, Once the attention wears off. He'll go play. He'll go get the shot. And come Damn, in. He's such an idiot. But the thing is, but, it's hard to begrudge someone how much money he is losing by not getting a shot. Here's like, the thing, though. I have, I may, let me, let me word this. I may or may not have friends that have acquired cards saying they have the shot oh, really? where they did not have the shot. I may or may not have friends. So if they can get it, you don't think some superstar can't get one of those in his hands? Yeah, they probably... So he's doing it for attention, because he easily could get one of those cards if they could get one of those cards. You don't think the fucking... You don't think the ball boy can come walk over and put one in his hand? Yeah, I don't... Jeez. But, okay, so back... Kevin Durant, I liked Kevin Durant a lot when he was with the Thunder. I, I, I loved that Thunder team. Yeah, dude. It was such a, like, it was a small franchise. Per population was, like, the lowest, you know, or the smallest market. Uh, dude, with Westbrook and Durant, they, like, were drafted by the team. Like, such a great team. I had no issue with and Kevin Harden. Durant. And Harden. I even liked Harden back then. Back No, actually, I did. Back they, in the they, day. They were like the three. And I thought that when they got rid of him to essentially sign Serge Ibaka. He got fucked over. And they, they were like, you have to decide. like Before you, practice. Yeah. Like, you over. have to decide if you're going to sign with us and extend, but for this amount. And he was like, go fuck yourselves. Yeah. Like, and they traded him to Houston. Big mistake. I mean, but anyway. Uh, but then Kevin Durant left and went to the Warriors. And then, like, 
Dude, he just turned like his. I think he, the he was just he a just, dick. He just turned into just, a villain, dude. Dude, he did, and he like I don't know if he was acting the part, but he was just such a dick. But my number one hated player currently in the NBA is James Harden. His fucking drawing the foul. Yeah, well, they changed it now. Well, no, year. and now he's whining. He's oh, dude, whining. All, all you do is see him talking. With his hands out, like... Dude, he's whining. If, his whole game... If you're going to call that, then you got to call that for me. If you're not going to call that, then you can't call that for me. Dude, his whole I'm, fucking game... I just want to be fair. I just want to be fair. It's like, just play fucking basketball. Would... But the thing, he's such a talented shooter anyway, that it's like... But his whole game was getting the foul called. Yeah. And it... I hated that. Dude, when I think the foul should be called, if they extend like their body kick out their leg like do like an unnatural body position yeah they should be called for the yeah. foul yeah i agree offensive foul like that whole kick out shit oh dude it's like ridiculous but. and and half the time you you can clearly see that they're just getting the ball up they're not even even really taking the shot when they're kicking out the legs and then his whole thing with um you know he won the mvp and then the next year, people are like, oh, he's going to win it again. His numbers were, like, even better. But then Giannis. Yeah. Fucking won. Harden fucking lost Through it. a fit. <laughs> Through a fit. And he's just like, he's such a petty little bitch. I can't stand that guy. Uh, you know what? This was a really bad idea for a list because I'm all worked up and angry <laughs> yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, Chris, calm down. Jesus. I'm all fucking worked up, dude. <laughs> Uh, I and you guys can't see Chris right now, but he's wearing like a fucking velour jumpsuit. <laughs> he looks like he looks like the Sopranos when they go to the cafe. <laughs> so, a little side note: I went into my my back's all fucked up, and I haven't been on the train. But or um, or pills. <laughs> true, true. Uh, and so. Professor Tynan has a big competition this weekend in Brazil. So it's like a pay per view in Brazil. Yeah, it's like a big deal. Over there it's it's, it's like a UFC. Big deal. Yeah. And so I went in to Dawn Patrol with a suitcase and I was like, Professor Tynan, I'm hacked. I'm ready to fly to Brazil with you and coach you <laughs> which is like fucking ridiculous. That's like having like like a high school second string basketball player coach freaking Michael Jordan. Like, Michael Jordan, I'm going to coach you. That's essentially what I did. And he was just fucking laughing. And we took pictures. And it was me, you, and Professor Tynan. And he was like, Johnny, go away. I want to have a picture with just <laughs> <Yeah>. my coach. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't cool. You know what else wasn't cool because you weren't there today? He fucking sparred me three times today, dude. He's like, Johnny, we're not done yet. <laughs> Come here. Dude, shut up, yeah, really? <laughs> and, he, and he's so strong. I couldn't even, like, I was trying to, like, have two hands on one of his grips and I just looked at him like okay what are you gonna do because I can't break it I can't break your grip so when I went into Dawn Patrol I'm wearing my normal Chris outfit which is a pair of deeded track pants and a freaking hoodie all black and I walk in and freaking like Mike Gates is like dude why are you dressing like a Russian uh, mobster <laughs> and I'm like cool that means I look tough <laughs> but I've been getting a lot of comments I'm like dude this is what I normally wear you, yeah. look, you look incredibly comfortable right now, Chris. Fuck yeah. You know what? You don't like sweatpants, do you? you You've look, made comments about sw my sweatpants before. You look angry and comfortable. 
Dude, which is really weird because I've seen you wearing some fucking really casual shit. What's your problem with sweatpants, bro? I don't know, dude. Maybe because I have to get mine hemmed if I want to wear oh, them. Oh, no. I have to, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got it. Dude, I just bought a pair. Oh, they're the most comfortable sweatpants uh, from AOJ, Art of Jiu-Jitsu. Oh. They were on sale for like 28 bucks. Oh, I was like, bargain shopping. Done! But then I had to pay like 20 bucks to have them hemmed, so I yeah, guess it wasn't so that, so it goes back up again. It wasn't that great of a deal, but they're the most comfortable sweatpants ever. And I work from home 100% now, so it's like my uniform are fucking sweatpants. And nice. I don't care. Nice. Occasionally I wear underwear. <laughs> if I really want to get dressed up. You, know. you want to do something nice to the twins? <laughs> <laughs> Make a presentable. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, so that was top five uh, teams, fans, uh, athletes we hate. And I'm all worked up, and I got to go drink some chamomile tea to calm down. All right. So I'm looking through my memories, falling into jealousy. How can I miss you? Really kiss my enemy. Breaking apart, but I got to hold my legacy. And I don't want to die young. I know it's not my destiny. So I'm looking through my memories. Falling into jealousy How can I miss you? Really just my enemy Breaking apart But I gotta hold my legacy And I don't wanna die young I know that's not my destiny So I'm looking through my memories Falling into jealousy How can I miss you? Really just my enemy Breaking apart But I gotta hold my legacy And I don't wanna die young I know that's not my destiny Okay! See, I didn't do it. Okay, great. I didn't do it. Yeah, that didn't, that didn't sound gay at all. <laughs> Super! <laughs> and we're back, boys. <laughs> we're back, bitches. Um, all right, we are going to discuss uh, the new Dune. And I'm just going to say we're going to be butchering some names in this segment. Johnny and I are not known for... Uh, we have troubles with last names for the Jesus, most part. Jesus, dude. So, Dennis... <sighs> Villanueva? I have no idea. Like, Oh, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, and him. Uh, all right. So, first of all, you can stream this on HBO Max, which I love. I hate going to the movies. I went, I went to the theater. I, I think I'm going to go see it in the theater just to see it on a big screen because visually, it, you know, I think I need the experience. But my house doesn't make ICs, and I wanted an icy that night. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, we. Oh, I think Dune is fantastic. I'm just right out of the gate. Fucking loved it, dude. Yeah, it was so good. And so they're doing. This is part one. So the first book. Wait, wait, wait. Real quick. Yes. It is not necessary, and I don't recommend seeing the 19. Was 1981 version? 19. I think it was 84. Yeah, with, with David Kyle, Lynch. Kyle McLaughlin. Is that, is that who oh, it fuck was? I, who knows? Whatever. He's another pasty. Like, they seem to always pick a pasty little skinny actor for the role. Yeah, maybe they just want to do, like, don't judge a book by its cover because he ends up, that character yeah. turns into Paul Atreides, like, becomes a badass. But anyway. Uh, don't Don't see that movie, though. Just watch this one. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I've talked to a couple people that went back and watched that one, the original Dune. 
and everyone's just like, oof. So anyway, so in the first novel, the first, this movie is halfway through the book. And so in 2023, they're going to be doing part two. And part two is going to be amazing because that's when like... All freaking, the action. Yeah, all the action is in part two. Uh, so little quick. So Frank uh, Herbert wrote the novel. It was published in 1965 by... <laughs> A car manual publisher, <laughs> Chilton Books. They, you know, like, you'd recognize the books. I mean, they're like, you have a Honda? This is like how you fix everything on a Honda. So how did that, do you know how that came about? No. I think they were just, I maybe the. Like the wife had a friend or something? Some, I, fuck, I don't know. Because he originally published Dune as a serial in Analog Magazine. So it's kind of like, a, you know, the freaking alfred hitchcock you know the mm-hmm. kind of digest magazine and he published it in there and then so then the book when chilton came along they just compiled it and put the book out i've read the first book there are like six books in the series uh and i don't know his son so frank herbert died and his son kind of wrote a couple more books so i don't know if that's six quite frankly i didn't do my research that well it are all written by frank herbert or maybe a couple of them by his son anyway i've read book one it's good but you, it's not as good as like people freak out over that you, book. you've talked yeah it's like fucking blade runner everyone's like oh blade well, runner shut up don't use that quintessential <laughs> no it is it's fucking quintessential kind of, kind of boring it's kind Dude, of boring go fuck yourself anyway. except, for, except for the flying cars which were dope as hell oh, geez. kind of fucking boring uh but you told me you're like because I was like, oh, are you going to tell me what a great book it is? Like everyone else. Always. And you're like, actually, I thought it was just, it was good. Is it wasn't it- as good as people are just like, it's a masterpiece. Like, eh, like <laughs> is uh, it though? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there wasn't anything. I mean, maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe in 1965, it was just earth shattering, but I, you know. I don't know. It wasn't as good as everyone has said. But I think there are probably five movies that were better than the source material. This Dune, in my opinion, was better than the book. Like, it was better than the source material. I... It was incredible. I very much enjoyed it. Um, I... So... Timothy, what was it? What's his name? Timothy Chalamet. Okay. Man, he kind of bugs me a little bit. He, well, I think I mean, the person I'm, in real life bugs me. No. Because he like, gets all like this in interviews. Yeah, he, and he's so freaking. <laughs> he's really spazzy, dude. And chicks like fall, like love him. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I don't, like Brad Pitt, I get it. You know, like back in the day in Thelma and Louise, like I get it. Yeah, I got that right back in the day when I heard a female in the back background go, who the fuck is that guy? I was like, oh, this guy's really an up-and-comer. Uh, but Timothy Chalamet, dude, I don't get it. Yeah. Right? But uh, he did a great job in this, in Dune. I thought, you know, I, I was questioning whether I was going to get past the actor and just enjoy him playing Paul Atreides. I had no problem. I, I saw Paul Atreides. Like, I did not see Timothy Chalamet. So, I, and you know, I will say this, dude. Even though going back on me saying, like, 
it was it was really cool after seeing the 1984 movie just to like parts that i remembered from seeing that movie that redone like yeah. the hand in the box yeah and, yeah like it's kind of cool to like see how our technology and you know a different take on certain scenes are done now and made so much better it uh no voiceover this time yeah that that was horrible it's painful that's yeah. that's the one part that sticks out when you watch it you're like oh my god i mean i think the little i know about the david lynch film is that it was a horrible experience for him like they had he had his cut and the studio made him go back and like i think they actually made him put in the voiceovers uh i think looking back on it now they should have broken it up into two movies. They were trying to put too much shit. Trying to cram it all into one yeah, movie. Yeah, into like two hours. And it just, you're leaving so much stuff out. And I think the new version is letting itself breathe and kind of focusing on the characters more. Um, but yeah, no, I think the new one was stellar. Oh, and for the David Lynch too, he was interviewed a couple of months ago and basically was like, Dune is dead to me. Yeah, don't ask me about Dune. And they're like, well, are you going to see the new one? It's dead to me. Yeah, like, like, he had like the Johnny Chris level of resentment. <laughs> but I get Hey, totally respect that. Yeah, but you know <laughs> what? It's done. He took so much shit for that. Like, th he was at like a, a convention and there was a fan that got up. I mean, I assumed it was like a Comic-Con type convention, but a fan got up and was like, did you even read Dune? Like the book. Wow. Yeah. So he took a lot of shit. It was not an enjoyable experience for him. And I'm kind of surprised he made it because up till then, I mean, he made the Elephant Man, you know, uh, he made such small films. Yeah. He made real edgy, cool. Yeah. And just going to this, like, I mean, dude, I mean, you can look at the movie and visually it's still a great movie. I mean, coming out in 1984, but woof. Visually, this movie is so fucking cool, and see, I, like seeing it on, the, I was happy, right, right when I got there, and we saw like the scope of things. It was, it was. I highly recommend seeing it in a the movie theater. Yeah, I need to, to go see, see to see even like the helicopter flying with the way the propellers go, where it's yeah. like a like, like a, a hummingbird. Yeah, like so cool. Yeah, I. I <laughs> it was good. You just really like flying shit. I do. I guess so, dude. I guess so. Jeez. I just like the flying stuff. I have to listen as my kink uh, flying. <laughs> well, Chris, can, I can we uh, can we be flying when we're role playing today? Uh, you know I'm in the Maya High Club, Chris. Yeah. Um, well, I that's kind of all I got on Dune. I mean, it's fantastic. I think it has a best friend of me two thumbs up. I wish I could do spice. Hey, actually, do you? It's know? like it's like it, they make it sound like it's a cross between ecstasy, cocaine, and acid. <laughs> <laughs> Yum! So it's kind of like Molly. <laughs> uh, hey, so I'm not going to spoil anything, but do you know anything about the spice? Do you know about spice on Arrakis? <laughs> <laughs> like in the book, what they say about it? Yeah. No, tell us. Well, I don't want to ruin anything. It comes out. It comes out later. The oh, only reason it, I know is that 
Well, he who controls the spice controls the world, Chris. (laughs) The only reason I know this is my dad read all the Dune books and told me, because this wasn't even addressed in book one. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. All right. I think everybody, because you know what? There's a lot of people where I say great movie, and they're like, like Billy. Hey, you have it on HBO Max. Watch it. Mm, Pass. Really? I don't know what people's deal is with it. Like... Billy's not going to watch hey, and it? And that guy loves all the Star Wars shit, dude. Like, what? I don't understand. Yeah. We should call him and uh, <laughs> fuck with him, dude. All right. So if you don't want to hear this little spoiler about Dune, it's not going to ruin the first movie. It's just this knowledge that I have and I'm going to share. So the spice yeah. is sandworm shit. Oh, really? Yes. Well, that, you know, mushrooms. Sand worm shit. And it was written in the 60s? Uh, yes. Yeah, so he's fucking writing about shrooms, dude. <laughs> Man, I would take shrooms if I could control the universe. Shrooms were, the, shrooms were fun, dude. Every time I took shrooms, the only side effect is my ears felt like they were on fire for about five minutes. And after that, it was all good. I took shrooms twice, and it was fun. But Acid? Horrible. Yeah, I don't know. I don't it, like it. It was instant color. regret. Instant regret with acid, and but mushrooms too was fucking hallucinogenics was have <laughs> fucking come back gangbusters. Like yeah. mushrooms right now are fucking the, the new the hot. micro dose, dosing. Yeah, Mike. Well, I mm. I told you I was at a bachelor bachelorette party and they were all microdosing and but but like they were drinking too with it and they were like, yeah, I'd be pretty hard pressed. Like if I didn't know I was microdosing right now. Yeah. Like, it seemed really weak. and I I've When I the, take drugs, I like to feel it. Like, I've been told people that, like, did ecstasy back in the day, and then when Molly came out that they, that were still partying, they're like, oh, yeah, you're, the ecstasy we did, way better than Molly. So there there hasn't hmm. been a drug out yet that hmm. I, I, I'm i regretting. Oh, me. I missed out on the Oxycontin, and I'm watching Dope yeah. Sick right now. Yeah. Yeah, oh, dude, I feel like I missed out. Dude, I, I remember being at a meeting once, and the guy had like 20 years sobriety, and he he was sharing, and he's like, I I never got to try a mojito. And he put his <laughs> head down, and ever, the whole room was like, oh, they're delicious. You should And when you get the you get the sugar, and you mulch it with the, with the mint. <laughs> we're, some, we're sick fucks. <laughs> we're the worst. Uh, well, that concludes our... Uh, yeah, Review actually, Dune. <laughs> speaking to illustrate we're all the same, uh, my mentor, uh, who's also my sponsor, yeah, uh, is reading a new novel I wrote, and it's about a drug addict, and he's like, Chris, you're killing it, man. This, actually, what I'm reading right now is making me going out looking for cough, uh, cough syrup. <laughs> my nose is running right now. I need now. some Southern lean. Uh Anyway, all right, so that's what we got on Dune. Um, go see it. Or, highly recommend or it. Or go watch it on uh, HBO Max. Yes. All right, enjoy. Man, I swear to God, I can't stand your ass, man. Wish I never even met your stupid ass on God. Man, I hate my ex. Hope you fall down the stairs and you break your neck. Get fired from your job, end up homeless. Hope your new relationship ends over a text. I hope you step on the up your toe. Hope your son smokes crack and your daughter's a hoe. Hope your teeth turn black and your hair won't grow. And your dog and your cat, I hope they die in the cold. For real. Fuck your mama, fuck your daddy, fuck your uncle, fuck your auntie, fuck your grandma.
Corona, bitch. And we're back. <laughs> I like your I like your knee catchphrase better. What is okay? Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. This is recommendations, and I believe Johnny. Before we both get started, uh, you wanted to address something. Oh, I wanted to talk about Squid Games, the phenomenon. And I know we're late on this, so we're not gonna we're not gonna recommend it because most people. I was a little late to the game, and I had to see what everyone. Honestly, dude. It's not as good as everyone says it is. And here's the a, here's a deal. I watch like really violent shit and I watch horror movies all the time. And I just think it's really weird when I recommend a really good horror movie that people won't watch that. But they'll watch people like getting shot in the head. And like I'm, I'm a little bit shocked that the rest of the world is okay with this. And furthermore, not a lot of diversity going on in Squid Games, Chris. Ooh, you're pulling the race car. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, fair is fair. Not a lot of diversity <laughs> in a Korean movie. <laughs> uh, so I watch, I did watch Squid Game, and I thought the premise was really good. I liked the premise. It's a good story. And so that kind of, it sucked me in that way. I mean, I know everyone's freaking out, like, oh my gosh, it's so violent. I'm like, not any more violent than, like, Hunger Games or freaking horror movie. Like, I, you know, to me, it wasn't, like, that violent, but maybe for people who don't typically watch stuff like that. Red Light, Green Light was pretty violent, dude. Dude, that was the best part. <laughs> dude, I love that. Uh, I love no, that. No, I, th- I mean, I definitely, I would give Squid Games, like, a solid... You know, seven out of ten. Dude, okay, it seemed like something that I would typically watch, but I'm just tripping out that the rest of the world is all on board with it. That's what I can't figure out. Like, why will you not watch horror movies, but you'll watch that? And why will you not watch, like, a psychological thriller, but you'll watch that? I I read an article that was talking about um, the Netflix effect, and... Netflix has so much sway. I mean, you can have something like Tiger King that ends up being watched by like a hundred million households, kind of thing. Hey, hey, did you see the did you see the season or the Tiger King Part Two trailer that came out? I, I know Part Two is coming out, but I didn't see the oh, trailer. It looks amazing, dude. I'm back in. You know what? It's kind of. But the thing is, I heard. I mean, Carol Baskin. She was like, I only did the first one because they told me it was going to be like a blackfish for. Big yeah, cats. like a fluff beast. <laughs> like it wasn't going to go into like f- me killing my husband. And so she's just like, I told him to piss Dude, off. They go, like, they go way deeper on like her husband was like, not that, not as a uh, happy go lucky as you think. Like he hung out with like bad people apparently is what they're going in on this time. And like, and they're following the, you know, the guy, you know, the real weird swinger couple that took over the park for, yeah. for Joe Exotic. Yeah. They go deep on them too. And that guy. is a dirt bag. Yeah, dude. But he's like, has like guns and he's like, they're going <laughs> to, you're like, you come on my property. You're, you're going to fucking deal with this. And like, dude, he looks like a psychopath mm-hmm. and I cannot wait to see it. Uh, but anyway, I mean, Netflix that. There's just so many people watch it, and I think it that word of mouth, like, oh, dude, you gotta watch and it. And the fear of missing out. Yeah, and you know, 
I don't know. I thought it was decent. But anyway, all right, I'm going to get into my recommendation. Uh, as I mentioned in the earlier segment, in the last segment, uh, Dope Sick on Hulu, which you're the one who told me to watch it. And when you told me the premise, um, I didn't have a real big burning desire. I mean, it's about the opioid epidemic and dealing with like hey. Oxycontin and Purdue Pharmacy hey, Chris, or Pharma. Everyone knows. Anyone that knows, you know, that's a goddamn lie. That you have a burning desire. No, I, <laughs> hey, because like Pee Wee Herman said, I don't yeah, have I, to watch I, it. I, I lived have, it. Oh, it's a movie about Asian girls with large breasts. I have no desire to see that. <laughs> no, all seriously, truth be told, I was like, eh, Jamie wanted to watch it. And so it was like, eh, fuck it. All right, I'll watch the first episode. I mean, because the thing is, I know about Purdue Pharma and everything, the the family that owned them, Sacklers and everything, and, you know, I, I've i been following it, so I was like, I, I'm not going to learn anything. The way they tell the story, like in a non-linear fashion, was, is great, and I think they, they've made it compelling. And Mike, Michael Keaton's great. I mean, I've too. watched... I think the first three episodes, I think, are there 10? Are there 10? Ep- I don't know how many. I mean, I've watched They released three, three like, right out, out the gate, uh-huh. and then I think it's one a week. So, it's, I'm uh, a little behind, but. It's great. I highly recommend it. Michael Keaton's fantastic. Um, it's on Hulu. On Hulu. So, um, hey, do you, you have Hulu, right? Mm-hmm. You don't, you're not still stealing mine, right? I have access to Hulu, Chris. What do you need to know? <laughs> you know, I have, I have the bundle. I have the bundle. So, uh, there was a meme going around the other day about I'm in jujitsu and we're about honor and being better people. Also, me like <laughs> illegally streaming UFC <laughs> fights. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what's your recommendation? Uh, my recommendation is uh, the movie Last Night in Soho. Saw it this weekend with Donnie Darko. And uh, it's written and directed by the same guy that wrote and directed uh, Baby Driver, Edgar, Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll just read this because I will totally give away stuff if I don't read what IMDb uh, says about it. It's uh, inspire- an, uh, an inspiring fashion designer is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer, but the glamour is not all that it appears to be, and the dreams of the past start to crack and splinter into something darker. So basically... Is it, so <coughs> is it a horror movie? <coughs> I'd say more of a thriller. They list it on here as drama, horror, mystery, and thriller. It falls under all those categories. Now, the cool part about this writer and director, like he did with Baby Driver, is music drives the movie. Like, He's really big into music. He's really big into music and setting the tone. Yeah. Like in Baby Driver, he had his playlist in his car, and like it was, you know, it's, uh, it's, it goes to the forefront. And this is same, same thing, and it's like, okay, I, I'm really liking this guy's style. And she, uh, her mom listened to her mom, who's, who's deceased, uh, she listens like her mom's record collection of 1960s music, even though it's in modern times. So everyone thinks she's like the weird girl and she's a fashion designer. And she has the ability, 
if she sees like a, a landmark or a place, she can go into there at that time. And uh, so like, you know, it'll be like an old building with just like a, like a R on the building. And then all of a sudden it pulls in and it turns out it was like a super hip, like singing club in the 60s. And like, hmm. and like, uh, no, it shot really cool. The fashion stuff, like um, it, it stars the fashion designer girl is the, the girl from Jojo Rabbit. The one that was hiding. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she's, she's the young girl. And when she gets pulled in the 60s, she, she usually only appears like in the mirror and stuff. She's observing the whole time. How old is that actress? I, th- I mean, because in Jojo Rabbit, she's playing like a she, teenager. Yeah, she looks like a like freshman in college. Huh. It would right. be, and, uh, and the girl she's observing is the, uh, is the girl that was the lead in uh, Queen's Gambit. Yeah. And she's fucking smoke show in this movie. Hmm. She's got like a sick, like, you know, like uh, 1960s, like Fimbot blonde. Be- beehive hair. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. And she, and yeah, and she plays a, she plays a girl that wants to be a singer. And then her manager turns out to be a pimp and is like making her like have to dance with guys and do other stuff and hmm. earn her keep. And she's, you know, it gets really into, like, the seedy side of London in the 60s. And it's pretty fucking dope, dude. It's on my list. I, I enjoy movies it. movies to watch. Yeah. Darko liked it, too. Yeah, but... Um, Is it kid-appropriate? No. He, he, he also <laughs> likes uh, It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's... Dude, that's my movie buddy, dude. Yeah. All right, fair enough. All right, what's your uh, song that I'm probably not going to listen to? Of course you're not. Well... We're dude, we're actually gonna play a country song, Chris. Oh God, I did go to Willie Nelson. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> I did go to Willie Nelson. So I guess my Western cred is hey, established. Well, dude, this song, when you hear it, you're gonna be like, "This should be on the next season of Yellowstone." <laughs> you know, like, hey, season premiere. Speaking Yellowstone, uh, November fourteenth, Sunday. What? Yes. And when's when's the prequel come out? I don't know. The prequel show. Dude, I'm so into it, dude. I know. Actually, I'm really looking forward to it because last season, it ended with a huge cliffhanger. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell happened? They, they got fucked up. Yeah, they that did. That family got fucked up. This season, based on the cliffhanger, season is going to be amazing. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. And this this will take you right into Yellowstone. Dude, this song's All per- right, let me perfect hear it. for Yellowstone. It's by, uh, he's got two albums out. Uh, really new artists, like 2019-2020 are the albums. His name is Zach Bryan, and it's uh, and it's just it's basically most of his songs are just him and an acoustic guitar, but you can still tell it's country. And uh, I picked I picked his uh, new single, The Slaps. Zach Bryan, and the name of the song is Heading South. Um, is it about oral sex? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeehaw, motherfucker! We'll see you next time. Was a boy who was a dreamer And he flew so high and proud In a world full of people out Cut his young ass down No one ever understood A single word he said And it cast him to the wolves When he wasn't well and fed
Cause we've got a riser, a riser in our midst He will get the last lap, it's the last thing he did And he used to roll around in that red dirt mud Now he's skipping town and that riser's out for blood Don't stop going, going south Cause that lets you play your music real damn loud Don't stop heading, heading south Cause they won't understand the words that are pouring from your mouth Then that boy he called his daddy to tell him what he did As the masses screamed the lyrics of a messed up kid And then he told that old man he was never coming back To be cut down again in a town like that Then he surely came to learn people come to watch you fall But he's out to make a name and a fool out of them all They'll never understand that boy and his kind All they comprehend is a fucking dollar sign So don't stop going, going south Cause they'll let you play your music real damn loud Don't stop heading, heading south Cause they won't understand the words that are pouring from your mouth Don't stop going Going south, they won't understand the words that are pouring from your mouth. Don't stop going, going south, 'cause they'll let you scream your music real damn loud.